Hi, you're listening to the Sermon Recording Podcast of Awaken Church. Awaken is a church of missional communities whose vision is to see individuals experience healing through the gospel, be raised to their fullest potential among community, and sent out to live a life on mission. You can find out more online at awakenvb.com. And if you live in Hampton Roads, we invite you to check out our worship gathering in the Haygood area of Virginia Beach, Saturday evenings at 5 p.m. Thank you for listening. Hey all, I hope this finds you well. Uh, Thank you for continuing to join us for our virtual worship gatherings. We are in the last week of our Christmas Light series. Uh, In week one, Jeff kicked off the series talking about um, the darkness and yearning while waiting for the light of Christ to dawn. In week two, Steve told us the story of the announcement of the arrival of Jesus on earth. In week three, Jeff continued talking about how we can pass the light to others that are in darkness. Uh, Last week, we had our Christmas special. Uh, We released a little early so that you could celebrate and use it um, during your uh, family Christmases, uh, where we told the story of the birth of Jesus. And this week in our last week, uh, as we close out, I want to talk about Uh, What happens when the Christmas lights come down? So, each year during this season, during the holiday season, we're surrounded, uh, almost bombarded, if that's not too negative a term, by messages of joy and hope. Uh, right away, uh, as soon as Thanksgiving is over, churches launch into their Advent series and celebrations of the coming of Christ with carols and fanfare. And that's very important and really such a good thing to uh, reflect on. Uh, in in my church, when I was a kid, uh, there was always, let's see... Early in December, there was always the Sunday night uh, of music where every choir from the senior adult choir all the way down to the preschool choir uh, with handbells and string quartets, all of them would perform their uh, musical Christmas selections. And then the very next Sunday night would be the uh, youth play, like a half musical, half acting, resetting of the Christmas story uh, to a different cultural context like the Old West or something. Um, And so for me growing up, it was every single week, uh, every single moment of the day was occupied with uh, these messages of joy and hope throughout the holiday season. And that honestly hasn't changed much, uh, even outside of the Christian church context. The focus of the holiday season is joy and thanksgiving and care. Uh, we give gifts, we share meals. There are symbols of joy and celebration everywhere. So during this season, it is a little bit easier, I think, to to focus and to kind of consider the areas in our lives for which we're thankful or for which there is joy. 
Um, but the season comes to an end. Uh, the constant reminders, the banners we see in stores and at churches, the Christmas lights, uh, they come down, they get shoved in boxes, they live in attics and garages until we pull them out the next year. And so the further we get out from Christmas, the harder the signs of that good news of great joy, the harder those signs are to see. Uh, that reminds me uh, every year, reminds me, and, and it reminds uh, our family of a part in a book, uh, one of the books from the Chronicles of Narnia, um, a series by C.S. Lewis. If you've not read them, I recommend them. They're a good, easy read. I read super slow, uh, and so even for people like me, I really enjoyed the read. Um Anyway, uh, my wife's favorite book in the series is a book called The Silver Chair. And so, uh, in The Silver Chair, um, Aslan, the great lion, is sending two, the two human characters, Eustace and Jill, on a mission to save someone in Narnia. Uh, and not to give too much away, before Aslan sends Jill... He gives her a set of instructions, a set of signs to look for that will make their mission much easier. And so right before they part, this is how the story reads. It reads, but first, remember, remember, remember the signs. Say them to yourself when you wake in the morning and when you lie down at night. And when you wake in the middle of the night, and whatever strange things may happen to you, let nothing turn your mind from following the signs. And secondly, I give you a warning. Here on the mountain, I have spoken to you clearly. I will not often do so down in Narnia. Here on the mountain, the air is clear and your mind is clear. As you drop down into Narnia, the air will thicken. Take great care that it does not confuse your mind. And the signs which you have learned here will not look at all as you expect them to look. When you meet them there, that is why expect you to look when you meet them there. That is why it is so important to know them by heart and pay no attention to appearances. Remember the signs and believe the signs. Nothing else matters. I always think about this because in that same way, the further and further we get from the telling of the arrival of Christ, the more our daily lives thicken the air and confuse us. And we forget that awe and that joy that we have during this season. And so what can we do when we push into these times where the reminders of joy and the reminders of hope and love are ever more difficult to see. What can we do when our journey seems like all mountain and no mountaintop? First, we can engage in formative practices. 
for Jill, when the air got thick and when the signs were not easy to see, her instruction was to remember, to repeat those signs until they were always known to her. For us, it's not so different. Uh, as we read in uh, Philippians chapter 4, it says in verse 8 and 9, From now on, brothers and sisters, if anything is excellent and if anything is admirable, focus your thoughts on these things. All that is true, all that is holy, all that is just, all that is pure, all that is lovely, and all that is worthy of praise. Practice these things, whatever you learned, received, heard, or saw in us. The God of peace will be with you. So for us, this practicing whatever you've learned, received, or heard, or saw takes on the form of engaging in the pathways. I want to read these to make sure I get them right. Uh, so we engage with scripture, prayer, rest, service, gathering, reaching, stewardship, generosity, worship, fasting, relationship, and accountability. Finding practices that develop these areas in our life is purposefully looking for signs of the gospel. And so when you engage in a healthy prayer life or when you engage in Lectio Divina to read scripture or or a regular devotional time to help you uh, think and meditate on scripture, when you gather um, with your missional communities right now and when we can gather uh, together for uh, worship, uh, as you engage with these pathways, you are purposefully looking for those signs of good news and great joy. In that same way, that same deliberate looking leads us to actively practice joy. Now this isn't the fake it till you make it, smile while you're on your phone call idea of pursuing happiness. This is the, the gritty joy that we read about in many of the Psalms where the psalmist, whoever it may be, begins with verses and verses about their dire circumstances and their pain and always, always come back to the praise of God hearing and caring for his people. This is what it means when we read in James 1, consider it joy when you face troubles. To practice joy is to walk through your grief and to walk through your trouble and to lament those troubles and still search for where and participate where God is moving to celebrate those places and the fact that God is still moving no matter your circumstance or trouble. And finally, and most importantly, we're called to search for joy among community. 
as a missional community church, we say this so often, but it cannot be said enough. We are not meant to walk this alone. We are called to recognize the image of God and the gifts of the Holy Spirit in each other. And in that, we see signs of the good news of great joy. We get to see those signs firsthand in each other. So each time a burden is carried or a thing is celebrated or a sin is confessed with authenticity or a community is loved in common mission, we get a glimpse of the kingdom of God. And so as we wrap up this series, I want to reflect on a few things. First, what parts of life cause me to forget the joy found during Christmas? Next, how does forgetting joy affect the light and life I bring to my neighborhood and network? Finally, what practice or pathway can I add or improve to help me pursue joy more fully? Thank you again for gathering with us over these past months. Uh, thank you for looking forward with us to the future, to a time where we can gather in person together. Uh, I, it is my hope and prayer as we go forward that you will reflect and you will remember the joy that we find during the season, that you will really hold on to and carry that into your communities, into your missional communities, and carry that on mission with you as you go. God bless.